Welcome back, you guys. Tonight, we're talking about Ashley and Candace going toe-to-toe. We're talking everything with the Whitney Plantation and slavery. And we're talking Karen, all that and more, coming up for your next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, Hey, you guys. What's up, party people? Uh, Tonight, we're talking everything with this big, easy showdown. Uh, Season 4, Episode 6 of Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my crew. So give it up, you guys, for the amazing Alexis. Hi, everybody. And the also amazing Lauren. Hi guys, it's Lauren. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey! All right, you guys. So let's. What do you guys think over over overall? Like to me, honestly, like if I seem sleepy, it's because I just got through watching this episode. Because <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I really appreciated the history behind the plantation, but as far as the interaction with the women. It was like a slow burn for me. Like, eventually it started getting kind of engaging, but for a minute I was like, wait, I got to go back because I'm nodding off. What did you all think? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, there was no crazy fight or anything. Nobody was pulling hair or throwing drinks. But, you know, I enjoyed seeing them go to the plantation and seeing them turn up in New Orleans. I thought it was entertaining to watch. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad she liked it. <laughs> I liked it too. I concur um, with both of you actually because it was kind of a bore, but it was also important to show what they showed. And like, kudos to Bravo for doing that because that was very informative. So that yeah, absolutely. Was nice. Yeah, but I could have threw yeah. a little mess in there too. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, addicted to the Real Housewives drama, but um, just or just a little bit more about the ladies. I don't know some, but uh, you know, it was. It was decent, I will say that. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's start it off because we ended, we started this episode where we ended the last episode with Karen and Giselle. And pretty much in this episode, this is really the only, you know, they don't have too much more interaction or really beefs. And so Karen kind of comes back to respond to Giselle and explain like where she's coming from. And how did you guys feel about her reply and or like, it seems like Giselle's still not really getting it, but what do you guys think? You know, as president of Giselle's fan club, I usually typically always take her side, but this was sort of a situation for me where I kind of was on Karen's side because at the end of the day, she's not entitled to tell you every single piece of her business. I mean, that was a contact that she introduced you to, but it's not like she was like, hook me up with your contact or set up something for me in your contact. So if she wanted to share that piece of information with that person and not you, I feel like she had every right to not have to tell her all of her business. And I also think I agree with Karen where it felt like she was kind of putting her on the spot by bringing it up in front of the whole group instead of pulling her to the side and talking to her about it, just them two. Yeah. yeah, and as the president of the Lauren Mayo fan club, <laughs> um, I I see both women's sides, but I guess I'd have to go with Karen just because Giselle could have pulled her to the side. But I do get Giselle's point of view, like she's valid in her feelings. But it's like I'm sure you guys have talked several times leading up to this trip, and you kind of did wait for an audience. I just wish she would have pulled her to the side and told her how she felt. Exactly, and you know we discussed this I think a little bit last week as well, or actually a lot last week, and um, I agree. And I think my thing too is it it is in all how 
you deliver something. So yeah. to me, like at the end of the day, Giselle really felt hurt because you share this with other people, but you didn't feel comfortable enough to share it with her, whatever your reasoning is. And I think had she just come to her like, wow, that really hurt my feelings instead of like, are we really friends and all this other extra, then Karen wouldn't have felt, you know, wouldn't have been so defensive. And it probably, the whole thing could have gone differently, I think, if she had approached her in a way that was a little bit more, you know, less rah-rah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to, and we mentioned it a little bit earlier, the plantation trip, because I think that was really nice to see um, Bravo really giving, you know, that museum, because I've been in New Orleans and plan to go back. I didn't know about this. You know, there's so many things to see in New Orleans. It's hard to see everything, but I had didn't know about this museum, and it was just really interesting to see, and that part I really did enjoy and kind of the thoroughness of the history behind it. Yeah. I agree. I think it was really cool that, you know, she was a- she's able to trace her roots back that far and that she is able to go to a place like that to learn more about, you know, not just our ancestors as a whole, but her direct family and her family was there and were slaves there. So I think it was really cool that we got to see such a personal side of it because, you right. know, we talk about slavery, we hear about slavery, but to really see it from the viewpoint of that family I thought was really interesting um and it also kind of made me sad too hearing about you know they have the statue of the angel and it was them giving the baby to heaven after the children died and it's just a reminder of you know what slavery as kids went through you know I just finished watching when they see us on Netflix about the Central Park Five so you know I'm just seeing a lot about how our black children have dealt with slavery and racism and things. So seeing that after also watching When They See Us, it's like, wow, how much longer are, you know, are kids going to be going through something like that? So for that reason, it made it personal to me not to ramble, but, you know. No worries. It's not rambling. That's why we're here to talk, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Speak your truth. Um, yeah, it was really touching. I was really surprised Bravo gave us that much of it. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest takeaway. I'm like, wow, I did not think they were going to give us such a thorough, like, I mean, I'm happy that they did. I just didn't expect it. So kudos again to them. Um, the the pregnant lady piece was really, like, dang, it was sad. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, like, zooming in on Monique's stomach. But it was, it's a blessing. Giselle and her father and their family, they're really blessed that they're able to track down. And I also thought it was interesting about Robin, the little piece about Robin on the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it, that was kind of the point of contingent, contingents? I'm so tired. That was the point of, like, argument, why like, they kept arguing. Katie and Robin and Giselle mm-hmm. in the first season because of the whole blackness versus right. biracial issue. So it was pretty ironic that, mm-hmm. you know, Robin turns out to be 59% European and she's mm-hmm. like going at Katie. But I do agree with Robin that they have totally different experiences. Right. It's just like that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And Katie's just side eyeing her on the bus. So that was funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I really thought that whole thing was really interesting with Robin because, yeah, they really went hard on Katie and it was like, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have green eyes. So chill with your, even in the first season, I do remember that that was such a big point of, yeah, point of contention between them. Yeah. And um, and it was interesting because Katie was like, yeah, me and the producers remember and check yourself because you're exactly what I see at Boo. So uh, it's interesting. I don't think she is exactly what she said though because the experience is completely different she was never raised yeah. the same way that Katie like like she said Katie has a you know a Caucasian father a Jewish father specifically culturally and then an African American mother so it's not the same experience as right. just having two like light skinned parents and you know I don't think you're really gonna meet 
very many black people who get a DNA test and they not have any type of yeah. European in them just because of the you know the slave trade and everybody's mixed with something. I don't know if everybody's percentage is going to be that high. But, you know, you, you can't go off of that because yeah. we all have a little bit of European in us deep down, so. Um. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so that's another issue because <laughs> I was going to say really my thing I think with it is, one, it's sort of, I mean, there's a lot of issues with colorism and the one-drop rule. So, you know, even though, and also if you're extremely, extremely fair, like with green eyes and stuff, to kind of cast shade as to someone who's, Biracial. I don't know. That's the first season, so we won't go down that path. But I, I get kind of where Katie's coming from. She's like, you know, slow your roll with trying to come at me because I'm mixed because you basically are as well. Um, <laughs> well, to lighten it up from you know the race relations colorism yes. a topic we could all be passionate about. Yes. I did want to shout out somebody in the chat. Film Raider said Giselle was reaching, and Spencer Whit- Whitlow says that Team Karen, and Karen is always right except for her braids. <laughs> oh my gosh, so the braids were so so wrong. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, people were still tweeting about those braids this week as well because yeah, they still look cray cray, and the girls are just as wrong because no one pulled her to the side. Well, I mean, no one brought that up. But just let's keep it 100. Once you get on the trip, what's she going to do? Take the braids down, find somebody in New Orleans, do her hair? I mean, it was a wig. She could have taken it. Yeah, she could have worn that wig. (laughs) Do what? If she didn't bring another wig, we're going to see. Well, I'm not going to say she bald headed. Yeah, we're going to see Karen. some other braids underneath those Thank braids. Thank you. I mean, let's, <laughs> yes, let's, let's, all right. Cause if you she's know. really the grand dame, she needs to pack a backup wig, just saying. All right. Well, I, I agree with you on that because I'm like, that's the thing. If she took that wig off and she don't have another wig in her in her case, it's a problem because, you know, like they, they had a real hair episode on Atlanta and it was okay, but that's, that's not for everybody. You can't, you got to be ready for that. So, uh, so I feel like she's going to be stuck with this. Hairstyle for the rest of the. She's gonna be stuck, or <laughs> we're you. gonna be stuck looking Thank at you. it. We're she gonna, likes them, and her husband said he liked them. So, Ray says anything, but <laughs> we love you, Ray. Um, yeah, so I do think that yeah, she she stuck with it till she heads back, till we get back. So we're kind of stuck with that. Um, now, what was interesting was uh, so after the blowout, um, or not really a blowout, but. What did you guys think about, because I think I, I found a tweet about this as well. What did you guys think about Giselle's father taking that dig at uh, Karen during the plantation? It's like, wow. You know, being petty is like an inherited trait or something. Obviously, obviously that's where Giselle gets it from. But, you know, maybe he didn't mean it. In no, he meant it. Way. He's shady just like Giselle. <laughs> I mean, I and it was funny. Trying, um, I think he was trying to be funny. <laughs> or but, be relatable, yeah. you know. Y'all, it was shade. It's okay. <laughs> Daddies can be... Men are shadier and more petty than women a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was definitely shade. We still love him. He's still an activist. We still respect him. But that was definitely shade. Yeah, definitely shade. And he's still on top of his game. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's not like some spacey old man that don't yeah. know what's going on. So he knew what he said and he meant what he said. Yeah. So, he's you doing know. the research on the girls that got beef with his child, like, as he should. Yeah, or what? <laughs> also, too, like, you know, I mean, it was kind of in the news or whatever. So maybe yeah. he, you know, I'm not going to say that Giselle was talking about Karen to him like a dog. No, I would never say that. Well, she could but have. she probably was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is on TV. I'm sure they support Giselle, mm-hmm. watch the show, and the family talks about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was like, oh. Thanks, old dad. Exactly. Giselle gave her dad the 411 to take some digs on Karen. Um, 
let's move on to it's so funny because I'm like yeah everything you know we're breezing through alright uh, <laughs> Monique and Karen had a kind of a sit down um, luncheon and and it's interesting because it's, it's nice to see them you know totally supportive but, um, it's, you know, and we talked about this a little bit last week. It's funny that Karen is so tight with people who are new to the group. Like, she can't kind of remain in sort of tight relationships with the original women. So it's like, okay, if you knew, you could be my friend. But everybody else is kind of, like, you know, not you quite know, feeling her. I think it does come off that way, but at the same time, Monique and Candace just seem like really fun and really nice people. And I think for the most part, majority of the group likes them. So it may just be that Karen just genuinely hit it off with them and not more so that she's trying to like establish herself as the queen bee and bring in some some followers for her so that she can kind of be the top dom is how I think it came across last week. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah, like I don't think she's doing it to come across or I should restate what I'm thinking. I don't necessarily think she's doing it to be like, oh, I'm the queen bee. Mm -hmm. I just feel like she's rubbing the other cast members are like, you ain't seen the real Karen yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think she's just kind of rubbing them the wrong way. So Mm -hmm. they're not as like bright eyed and wild. Because I remember at first she kind of um, saw something in Ashley, yeah, took Ashley the very first yeah. season in the mm-hmm. very beginning. She's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I kind of see something in Ashley. So I kind of get that. Uh, but now it kind of seems like, okay, you know, Giselle's giving me a hard time and Robin is like Giselle's sidekick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like she's not, you know, and then she just seems like she's not kind of, they're not grooving with her. What do yeah. you think? I think they just, it's too much history there. It's easier to, instead of dealing with your problems with your friends or the people that you've had issues with, like Giselle, the Robins of the group, even the Ashleys, it's easier just to be friends with the new girls, keep it light, keep it fun. And I do agree, she's definitely not making them their followers because I don't think Monique or Candace are going to follow anybody. Like, Candace has a mouth. Mm-hmm. as well like they're not going to be following her around I think it's just working for now and they yeah. just I think they've met each other at the right point in both of their lives mm-hmm. all their lives I think it's just meshing for that reason yeah and they even said that with you know Karen was saying that Monique was supportive to her when you know she had the loss of her parents just like Karen was mm-hmm. supportive to Monique when she had her miscarriage and now with everything going mm-hmm. on with her being pregnant so I, maybe they just have been a support system for each other and Karen has mentioned that she didn't feel that way about Giselle so if Giselle's not going to be a supportive friend then I'm gonna hang out with the people who are supportive. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Give it up to the new girls. Uh what did you guys think about hey are you all familiar with this term rainbow baby? Because she's like, what are you having a rainbow no. party? And I have never heard of that. I haven't either. I've never heard that terminology, but I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And now Ashley's about to have her rainbow baby. So yeah, and it's interesting. I thought they would mention that, but it kinda like in the fallout never kind of came across. But I was like, oh, so I guess she and Ashley are both having rainbow babies. I think that's a so, beautiful term. Yeah. Exactly. So it is a very lovely term. Maybe they can both have rainbow baby parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, before we move on to the next topic, Alexis has something great to tell you guys. So, hey, guys, we just want to give a huge thank you for watching us and making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We love what we do. We love watching our crazy shows and talking about them with you. But we can't continue to do so without your help. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. If you're watching live with us, make sure to keep IMing us because we do see 
see them and we love reading them. If you're listening on iTunes, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And no matter what, please continue to watch our shows and all our other After Buzz shows every week because we love doing them for you. Please, please do. And give us a thumbs up because you're here watching anyway. Yeah. So just do it. Yes. And leave some comments. And, like, be nice, people. Okay. Um, yes, please. <laughs> oh, some of y'all mean. I know, girl. I was like, don't even get me started. Because <laughs> I feel like our audience reads better than the ladies do. Yeah, Okay. True. Um, let's talk a little bit about Candace. So, in this episode, Candace... Um, kind of, she runs after Karen in the beginning, and so she's kind of sort of like the mediator or the go-between between, or, you know, kind of like the translator or something for... Um, Giselle. Yeah, for Giselle, and then she really kind of shows a little bit of support for Karen when Karen runs out, because it was interesting that, um, well, I guess, you know, like, nobody got up. They're like, all right, don't go. But didn't nobody move <laughs> when Karen walked up but Candace. So it's kind of interesting to see her kind of play that therapeutic role. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys feel about the advice that she gave to Giselle about kind of explaining to her what Karen said, which seems, like, obvious, but what are your thoughts? I actually agreed with her. You know, her dad just died two months ago, And sometimes we project the pain that we feel on our friends and on other people and the people on the outside looking in can't understand it, but you're not dealing with what she's dealing with. And I think going back again in that case about, you know, her not sharing her business about her, you know, fragrance line, she doesn't, she's not obligated to share everything with you. You can be somebody's friend without them knowing all of your business and everything that they have going on. So I think it was good to have somebody else other than Karen kind of share what she could be feeling. Um, And I think Giselle hearing it from her probably understood it a little bit more. Yeah, what were your thoughts, Mark? I think she definitely understood. I don't know if she's going to take it to action. Um, But I don't know. I appreciate Candace making that effort. Mm -hmm. I like to see Candace. I know we know now, if you're in the blogs, that Candace and Giselle are like, you know, they're shipped. They're friends now. Like they're mm-hmm. cl- they've gotten closer. And I like them together. I feel mm-hmm. like they balance each other out. Like Candace isn't going to take her stuff, and Giselle's not going to let Candace get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that that relationship dynamic is good, and that's where she needed to hear it from in this mm-hmm. situation. So yeah. hopefully yeah, well, it helps. Yeah. What I found interesting was um, Candace was really explaining to her, like you said, like her she's grieving right now. So kind mm-hmm. of like even outside of this situation, give her a pass and, like, try to be understanding. And it's so interesting because Giselle says, well, that's not the basis of friendship. And it's like, wow, like, if you can't understand when the person has lost their parent and what they're going through, and uh, I don't know, I just find it really ironic because a similar thing is happening on Beverly Hills with Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. She just lost her brother through suicide, and it's like, the girls, like, you know, on Real Housewives, I guess they don't care when people die. They're <laughs> not going to cut you no slack. Like, yeah. if we're going to still read you, we still going to provide drama, even when you're grieving. And so I really thought it was kind of, and I love Giselle, but I was like, okay, Giselle, come on. Like, her dad just died. You can't be like... Both her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and it's been two months since his death, and you can't just be like, oh, okay, I know she's going through something. I'm going to, you know, like, and not call her out. Yeah, and for Gwendolyn in the chat agrees, she says, Giselle needs to take several seats. How can you tell a person how to grieve? Karen lost both of her parents in a short span of time. Mm -hmm. Yes, very true. So speaking of Karen and her grieving, what do you all think about (laughs) grieving on Instagram Live? Because... 
here's my thing. I do, like, you know, we're all, um, you know, in media or whatever. So you do a lot on Instagram and Facebook. But for me personally, I have seen people put, like, really kind of dramatic stuff either in Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. And I'm kind of like, if the person's really going through something, I don't know. It's like, are you really going through something? Are you trying to get attention? Yeah. And it does kind of be like, okay, girl, just say you don't want to go to dinner because now... Yeah, that's how I took it for me. I don't think she was really being truthful about that's the reason why she didn't go out with them. I think she just didn't want to go out, period, and she used that as an excuse. And that's why she was on Instagram. Why? Because she wasn't really taking that time to do that. She just didn't want to go hang out. And so she was, she did want to be on live, so that's what she did. Um, and that's when it's kind of like, okay, I understand you grieving and I want to be there for your friend, but at the same time, don't keep using that as an excuse. Like even going back to um, the very first it was either the first or second episode of this season when Giselle came over with the cookies to come see her and she was like oh I can't let you in I'm grieving and it's like okay I understand you're grieving like take time to grieve as you want but at the same time don't continuously use that as a reason to I don't know it sounds wrong because you never know how people grieve but it it just seems like that's her go to excuse when she doesn't want to do things but what's so funny and what I kind of love and I guess what makes the show interesting is that Karen is always like oh I'm grieving but then whatever she's choosing to do Instead of that, she makes sure you she know you know she doing something else. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, she could be grieving. She could have been watching movies, but she gonna be on Instagram live, and she knows we're all on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They were gonna see. Look, it. look, yeah. look, look. Let me end this rampage. I'm just kidding. I'm being dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been fine if she was on Instagram live if it was an isolated event. Right. It, like you said, it's becoming the cop out. Mm-hmm. But if it was an isolated event, like who's to say you can grieve and still be on Instagram Live? You mm-hmm. could. That could be your way of not wanting to think, be with your thoughts. Yeah. So I get that. Mm-hmm. It's just the combination of you using it yeah. multiple times. It's yeah. where it yeah. gets like kind of gray. But yeah. yeah, you can still stream and you know somebody died two months mm-hmm. ago. But you got to stop using it every time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's not like oh <laughs> she can't go live. It's like oh I'm so upset I can't go to dinner with you. But yeah, I'm gonna you know make sure I do my social media. And then the same way, like you were saying, she's like, oh, I'm grieving. You can't come into the house. But it's somebody in my house right now. It's just not you. Because yeah. Mark was over there or whatever. Mark met her. Matt. Paid for a friend. Yeah. He was Matt Byers. Get right. his name correct. <laughs> yeah, Matt, the, the friend she bought for years. And... <laughs> If he's your employee, you bought him as a friend, girl. The only thing I want to know is how long have they actually known each other? Because if it's really 13 years, how old is Matt? I just have a lot of questions. How long has has he actually worked for you? How about that? (laughs) Like, okay. Do you know his parents? Like, what's the connection? Like, right. You started hanging out with him when he was 15. Like, (laughs) who knows? Um, So that's the thing with her. And it's like, come on, you want a TV show. So Mm -hmm. you can't be like, oh, I'm so upset. And then, you know, you pop logging on Instagram. Like, what do you mean? Because even Monique, I was surprised i'm surprised how she's hanging because she's like i don't know how pregnant she is we're not sure people are saying 26 weeks in the comments i'm not sure but she's definitely showing she's still coming she's not judging the girl silent she's just like i'm just gonna laugh at y'all she's being a really good sport yeah on this trip especially it being giselle's trip too Mm -hmm. like i love her yeah she's doing well exactly she's doing well so in this episode we see candace talk a lot to the girls about her mother and like really we can touch on it but we've talked about her and her mama like so many times and what's interesting too is she's very she seems to be almost like pressed about the fact that Ashley says she does she's getting pregnant and or wants to get pregnant and drinking and it's like 
I don't even know why Candace really cares that much, but it seems to like really be like a bee in her bonnet, really be irritating to her because she brings it up to Giselle and and um, Katie like oh, I can't believe it. I don't think she, you know and all this other stuff I was like girl I mean let the girl a live a life a bee in her bonnet that's so <laughs> bless her heart a bee in her bonnet yes. yeah I think it's anything it's just because she keeps saying it mm-hmm. like every time Ashley like we speak in the group she mentions it so I can kind of get it like girl stop drinking then I get it and also I think a lot of it's the producers asking Candace over and over again mm-hmm. I don't think she's that hurt on it but I don't know I agree because when they were having the conversation all of the other girls were kind of like well you can drink and still get pregnant you can drink and still get pregnant I kind of taken Ashley's side but Ashley was the one in the very beginning saying that she couldn't drink because she was <laughs> yeah, trying to get she pregnant said, she did say that like so, after yeah, so don't say that to me and then you're still turning up taking shots and then I'm like well I thought you said you weren't going to drink because you're going to get pregnant and now you're trying to flip it around like me oh you can still drink and get pregnant well you were the one who said you couldn't <laughs> so like which one is it sis yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I see your point, Ashley. She did say that because she was on this sort of health kick, smoothie kick or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I do feel like because Candace mentioned it a lot the last episode, too. So I'm kind of like, okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to say that whether she drinks or doesn't drink or whatever, that she must not really want to get pregnant and to somehow relate that to that comment that Michael made at the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, not somehow related. All right. Are you like, you don't like Candace? You can say Candace. You're not a fan I mean, of her? I'm okay with her. I just feel like she's pushing this for a storyline, to be honest. Because I, mean, I was like, are you really, do you even care if the girl gets pregnant? Like, yeah. to me, I feel Why like, does it matter? I don't know if it's her or the producers, but yeah, it, feels, producers. it feels, it um, feels made up. Or, you know, it feels like she's pushing for a storyline to be is, for her for no reason. Really. You're saying she's have, she mentions it, the unrelated comment to Michael, but the way Ashley was coming at her, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna be thinking that in my head. Like, girl, I could unleash this on you. Well, no, 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 but even before she said, um, that or or maybe it's that same segment, but she was like, "Oh, because I know he made that comment, it makes it more real in my head that she's not trying to get pregnant." Uh, yeah. Like, why does his comment mean that she's pretend? Like, I mean, I get yeah. you know. To, yeah, I get you saying. Yeah, and my only thing really with it is that she's to me it just seems fake or something. Like, are you this concerned? Like, do you really care like that? And then you got your own issues with your mama. Like, focus. Yeah. Focus. You know, it's so that's just, all I'm saying. Why are you so worried about it? Right. If she's not that's worried my about thing. it, she's the one trying to get pregnant. Because she keeps telling her in every <laughs> right, no, I, lunch I, and meal. I, I feel you, Lauren. <laughs> although... I'm like, but you the only one steadily bringing it up. Like, yeah. bring it up yeah. a few times. You know, say it in a confessional. Make your little, little remarks. But now I'm just like, girl. So I'm kind of, at, to be honest, I'm kind of glad that they did go toe-to-toe about it. Because I maybe she wouldn't have said it to her face or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I And I did think... Giselle was shady for throwing her and be like, well, Candace said da 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 mm-hmm. I kind of thought that was shady and I love, I love me some cute Giselle. And also, I like that Giselle was, you know, had a little bun on appeared to be, you know, mostly uh, track free and that was like <laughs> and still, still killing them, still slaying. Those so were some she, tracks filling that out. Uh, we don't that know. was a pretty small the, bun. Those, those, were, so. those, <laughs> were her laid, those were her laid edges. Thank you. She, she used but, her uh, ain't ain't no wrong with thank a, you. She a used bun. her ecosystem 
solid gel, laid her edges down. It was still cute. So go ahead, girl. No, that was that cream of nature. I see you, Giselle. I use that, too. Oh, my gosh. Keep laying them. Yes, yes. It's just so weird to me, all this talk of not drinking and and getting pregnant. Because I feel like most pregnancies are a result of drinking. Right, and, and that's what, all the, that's what all the other girls were saying. And it was funny, you know, yeah, because that's what Robin, everybody else was saying. And that, you know, and it could go either way. Mm-hmm. And I get where um, Candace was coming from in that if you're trying to get pregnant and you're on some sort of holistic thing, then, you know, stop drinking or, as you mentioned, Lauren, stop talking about it. Yeah. So, um, I, so I, I do feel it on both sides. They both could honestly stop talking Tabitha about it. Tabitha Roadhouse in the chat, she brought up a good point. If Ashley was serious, wouldn't her and Michael both have gotten tested as far as, like, their fertility? Mm-hmm. I Yeah, because they asked her about that. And I think that... Um, well, because if it wasn't Giselle, no, my, the point I was going to make is I, I wanted to figure out a way to properly phrase it. I do feel like sometimes it can be a point of contention between men mm-hmm. and, and their masculinity, whether or not they want to get tested. Yeah. And I don't feel like Ashley has enough authority in the relationship to be like, look, we both getting tested. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Michael barely won the kid anyway. So mm-hmm. I True. feel That's like, what you know what I'm saying, for a long time. So I feel like... Yeah, because she was like, well, maybe I can't. And that's when they were like, well, has he get tested? Because he's 85. Maybe it's his thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe and that's they, a theoretical 85 Maybe for they the feel like because he already has kids that they don't need to test it. His kids are, like, growing up. Right? He's so much older. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, obviously not to the point that women do, but men do experience issues with fertility over mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So it would make sense for them both to get tested anyway. Yeah. But, um... It's interesting that he hasn't, but I feel like it probably has more to just do with Yeah, like you said, if, if your wife is at a point now where she's starting to question herself because it's not happening or to where she's making the comments like she right. made, I would, as a husband, be like, well, let me go get tested yeah. too so you don't feel like it's just all on you. Yeah. Right. I, I agree with you, and I think that, you know, there probably is some issue there with why he hasn't. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he just kind of got on board later, so. I think that's that? more of what it is. Yeah. He probably, she probably doesn't want to push it. Like, she's like, I'm just going to get this baby how I can. I'm not going to, like, make him feel like he has to go to the doctor and yeah. him second think it or, mm-hmm. you know, give it a second thought. Like, I just want to yeah lock this baby down. And uh, Miss Brown Sugar wanted me to say that his sperm is geared. Geriatric. Exactly. Exactly, Miss <laughs> Brown. That's what I'm saying. Get, get that old on crutches sperm testing. Yeah. Get, get, get that old sperm a test. Um, so, yeah. So, that is a thing, too. Now, one thing that was interested also interesting also about Candace was she made sure she told the girls um, that crazy comment that her mom called her and, you know, and said to her, uh, I guess via Skype or whatever. Yeah. And it was interesting because Katie was like... Well, tell her to turn her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys think about Katie's advice to her? Not to sound racist. Right, I was about to say, I, I literally knew you were going to say that. I was going to say that because I was like, this all goes back to our earlier one drop rule because when you have a white daddy and a black yeah. mama, maybe you talk to your parents crazy. I'm but not, when you don't, Yeah, I'm not don't. saying this is the case in all households, but from what I've seen, usually people with Caucasian parents talk a little bit more freely and not crazy to their, you know, to their parents than black children do to their parents. And what I would say to that, too, though, is, or to kind of 
because I can't, that did cross my mind as well. But one thing I would say as a step back from that to just be more um, inclusive of everyone is that a lot of it has to do also with what kind of parents you have. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it's, some, it's some, you know, it's some Caucasian parents that will beat you in the and stove, too. And even sometimes so, the way Candace talks to her mom, I'm like, whoa. Right, she's kind of crazy. And then also <laughs> part of it is Katie's sort of like, and because it's certain black families too, like I never be my kids. He's a free spirit. Let him do, you know. So it's I think part of it is that oh, I'm such a free spirit. Let your child do what they want. Blah blah blah. And if her parents raised her that way, yeah, which it seems like they did based on how she's acting, then that's kind of more of okay. Well, I could tell you anything, mom, because oh yeah, now I'm gonna have to go do time out or something. So mm-hmm. you know, I think part of it is that as well as opposed to necessarily. Uh, you know, necessarily about race. Like, yeah. I think that's how you think of it. But honestly, it's people on both sides. And if you raise your child to be wild, he's going to be wild with you. Yeah. Monique yeah. brought up a good point, too, about the Southern mother's comment. Yeah. She's yeah. like, if that's a mother in the South, she thinks you speaking your mind is you talking back or you being disrespectful. That's mm-hmm. very true. Yeah. Right. And then, and actually, and that kind of goes into what I was saying as well, because, like, my parents are, you know, like, I'm from Chicago, so I'm from the Midwest, but there are certain parents of a certain age, of a certain time, who are like, nah, you don't talk back to me, you say, you know, you talk to me a certain yeah. kind of way. So I think that has a lot to yeah, do with it. Yeah, I think age has a yeah. big part to do yeah, with it. I think it has a lot to do with it, and yeah. I don't think Katie's parents, I think they let her get away with yeah. some stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I think Katie was also just drunk, and I don't think she honestly, truly was saying that Candace should refer to her mom. Uh, okay, I disagree. I yeah, totally I think, I think <laughs> Katie has probably she's, done that before. She probably oh was God. drunk, but I totally believe she meant it. She said it, and like her kids probably talked to her crazy. Like Ooh. I totally believe that for sure. Just the thought of even saying something like that to my mama scares me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My mom be like, I don't know how old you think uh, you are, but yeah. you're not gonna talk to me like or that. Or any adult, because like going back yeah. to the plantation when Giselle's daddy was reading Karen, her response was. Because he's still, you know, he's an still elder, somebody's yeah. father. He's still mm-hmm. an elder, even to you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Definitely right. how you're raised is the biggest piece. Big thing. Right. So, we end the episode with Candace and Ashley kind of going toe-to-toe and really beefing. And um, how did you guys, I guess we'll end it with this. How did you guys feel about Ashley's response in that, how can you come at me? What kind of person are you as a woman to come at me and you know I've had a miscarriage? <sighs> <laughs> going going back to what we said, I mean, I I didn't feel bad for her because she's kind of the reason why Candace is thinking like that, in my opinion. Like, I don't, like, nobody has ever really heard of the not drinking because you want to get pregnant thing until she said it. So she's really just coming at you with something that you said to her. But at the same time, I can get why Ashley, because it is so fresh that she did just have a miscarriage, to take it a little bit more personally. Because she's probably taking it as a, you're telling me that because I'm drinking, this happened to me. You mean like what she did to Monique? I was say, yeah. that's, <laughs> what I was say, and that's another thing uh, too. Shout yeah. out, hashtag karma. Yep. Yeah. And that was I guess that bitch is thinking. not on your side. Talking about yes. her tagline. Like, yeah. I'm on her good yeah. side. Guess not. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's a good point because I thought the same thing when I was watching it. Yeah. I was like, you did the same thing exactly. to Monique. Exact same thing to Monique. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, it felt more malicious when you did it to Monique. Yeah. It was very specific occasions mm-hmm. and yeah, car accidents. Exactly. Yeah. And more importantly, you made it or alluded to the fact that Monique had a drinking problem and all Candace is really saying is that you don't really want to be pregnant, which is actually very different. Yeah. But along the same lines. Mm-hmm. So, um, so very interesting. We'll see where that goes to next. All right, you guys. So that was our episode for tonight. 
night. Fun stuff. All right, so let's move on to our special segment, uh, Shadiest Moments. Let's do that first. Hmm. I think my shadiest moment is Giselle saying that Karen had busted Boderic braids. Oh, yes. <laughs> so she wasn't lying. And the truth, Ruth. Yes. It was shade, but it was also truthful. Thank you. They're very busted. <laughs> I just hate that we keep saying Boderic braids because we've been doing that in Africa forever. Yeah. But, yes. um, whole other topic. My favorite shadiest moment was, of course, Giselle's dad, mm-hmm. Mr. Graves, being really shady to Karen, saying, you know about putting up collateral when you're in debt. <laughs> yes. You know about not having you no money. Yeah. Don't you know? Yes. This is your lane, Karen. Like, loved it. Yeah. Exactly. And my shadiest moment was when, um, you know, Candace was talking about, I have an honorary MD because my daddy's a doctor or whatever. And then uh, in the confessional, Ashley said, yeah, she has an MD, all right? And it stands for madly delusional. Yeah. That was weak yes. to me. <laughs> I liked it because I think Candace is crazy. All right. Um, so I think the winner is... Um, I think that Denzel's dad I was going to say Giselle's yeah. dad wins yeah. it. Very, very Yes, shady. that was shady. That was that veteran shade. <laughs> yes, that veteran gentleman shade. Yeah. Nobody shades you like a gentleman. All right, you guys. So we're going to do a few tweets here. Let's see. Actually, I think there were like, okay. So Candace is annoying. I have an honorary degree, girl. But did you go to medical school, though? Nope. Yes. That's what I was like, girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you're not a lawyer because you watch Law & Order. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. Then the next one is, um, Giselle, did you tell your dad you take a shot at Karen and hounding her about being um, your friend at the same time? Girl, you got that messy ass, petty ass first lady energy for sure. Ooh. Ooh, yes, they went in hard. Okay, so um, Ashley, while we were watching the episode, so this is basically, they'd be more on tonight than they did during the episode. Okay, so Ashley sends out to Chris, um, uh, Candace's Chris, you have a lot to say tonight. This is the same energy you and your wife need to have when you cut the umbilical cord from Miss Dorothy. Ooh. Hashtag real house of real of Okay, mother enabler. Yes. Ashley. Okay, so then Candace responds, let me tell you something. I'm trying to spare your weak ass tonight. Oh, um, but my hub isn't who you want. You and your, oh my goodness, I can't oh. say, overseer, ha- overseer, oh my gosh, have enough to, uh, to tend to. Thank you, tend to. I'm sorry, my contacts are horrible. <laughs> um, to be sticking that forehead in my business. Be still. Woo! Boom, baby. Yeah. And so then Ashley comes back. <laughs> Tell your hub not to type my name on Twitter, and there won't be any problems. Secondly, we're both married to white men, so take your color complex elsewhere. I don't think that was a... Stop co- worrying about my forehead and be more concerned about that that hay on your head. Woo! Yay, Ashley. I no, think her hair be looking cute. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree. The color complex, I did not get that at all. I think that's Wait, no, she said she said your... Um, Oh, but I don't think she meant like enslaved no, terms. I think she did. did Absolutely, you think overseer. Because I, from now that Wakanda I hear that forever, back, they are our enslavers. Overseers. Uh, yes. I mean, they didn't I say colonizer. Colonizer. I, I yeah, think that's she meant exactly more so like the it. relationship dynamic. 
That I thought mm. she meant overseer. Like for I real, didn't for think real. about that off the bat, but after you saying it, I can get it. I don't know. I think yes. Candace knows that Chris, even though his penis might be otherwise, that he's white. So I don't think she, <laughs> I think she, I she mean, herself. I don't. I mean, maybe it could go either way. We'll yeah, have it could go either her. way. Come I, on the show, Candace, and clarify, yeah. or <laughs> let us know in the comments what you guys think. I definitely took it that way, but I'm, you know, I love me some Black Panther colonizers, all that stuff. You're pregnant, sis. Stop arguing with people on Twitter. You That's what everybody said. Out. They're like, don't go into labor beefing yeah. on Twitter. So uh-uh. there were definitely a lot of comments for that. So next, before we get out of here, let's do some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Hey guys, so the big news. I know we're all excited. We want to Woo. congratulate Miss Ashley Darby and Michael on <laughs> revealing that they're having a can I get a drum roll? A baby boy! Possibly possibly a Michael Jr. We don't know. If there's not already one, because he has multiple kids. Mm -hmm. But yeah, congratulations to you guys. Michael did the big announcement by dropping powder from a sky when he was going skydiving. Yeah, Yeah, we have a video of that from right here. So if we can play it. Will the video come up? (laughs) Oh, there we go. This is a big day for us because we are going to reveal. Baby the That's so, so cute. cute. That's very cute. Very cute. That's very though. cute. So congratulations to the Darbies. A couple of weeks ago, she posted and she asked for us to put in the comments what they thought she was having, and I said a boy. Yeah, so. I thought a boy as well. I was yeah. going to ask, did you think it was going to be a boy or a girl? I actually did not think about it, but <laughs> I would say, I probably would have thought a girl. Though. I'm kind of, she's, she's I'm kind so of partial high. to pink. Her baby voice so high, like she's carrying so high. So I was like, yeah, it's a boy. Oh, and I think okay, that'll cool. mellow her out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think either way, you know, just having a kid, I think, will calm her down a yeah, lot. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Michael gets into the groove of taking care of a baby. That'll Again. be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. So before we get out of here, let's do some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I predict that New Orleans is going to get crazy and wild. Finally, it's really going to be a big, easy showdown, most likely between Monique. I'm sorry, not Monique, Candace and Ashley. Okay. Um, I think I agree with that prediction. Um, and they're just going to continue to throw them shots back and go crazy in New Orleans. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with that as well. I do feel like... Uh, Giselle and Karen aren't going to come. I think they're going to have a big blowout next week as well. It kind of looked like it from the previews a little bit to me. Um, But we didn't see that many of them. But I do think that uh, Karen and Giselle aren't going to like, at least not next week, they're not going to make it back together. So, And a hopeful prediction that Katie's actually going to pop this time. Because I feel like forgot she was there this episode. Yeah, I've been feeling like that since she's been back. We haven't really gotten much from her. I feel like this episode was actually the first episode where we got more than a sentence from her, and yeah. it still really wasn't much. So hopefully we'll get some more from her in the yeah, future. Yeah, I agree with you guys, although I feel like as a friend of the show, I don't know how much she's making, but they're not giving her enough to make like really cute hair or makeup. So I feel like whatever they're paying her, she's working for it because they might not be giving her that much. And she, as a friend of the show, she's contributing you know, here and there. 
there. But yeah, I do want to know more about her kids. I want to see this 27-year-old. Like, I have so many questions, Katie. So please bring it next time. All right, you guys, that's our show for tonight. So ladies, where can everyone find you? And what, what do you guys want? What's going on with you guys this week? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Lexi Fierce. Hey guys, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Out Loud. All right, you guys, and you can follow me. Um, I'm Erica Edwards on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Same place, same time. Ciao for now, folks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.